Hi, I'm James Schofield, the writer of the stories in Season 2 of this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Can I ask you a question? What do you really know about the people you work with? What I've learned is that everybody has an unusual story to tell about themselves. These stories might be funny, sad, or frankly weird. And over the years, I've turned these people and events into short stories for various magazines. In each episode of Behind the Bottom Line, I read you my original story, and afterwards, I tell you something about its real-life background. So let's hear today's story, The Birthday Party. Dr. Horst Hoffmann, our department manager at the European Patent Office in Brussels, blew out the candles on his cake, and we all clapped. Well, Antonio, he said, Venezuelan birthday parties seem very nice. Antonio nodded enthusiastically as he leant over Dr. Hoffman's shoulder and took the candles out of the cake. Oh, they are. We have many birthday traditions in Venezuela. For example, when a girl is 15, we give her a big party and she must wear a pink dress. It's a very special day for her. Ah, no pink dress for me, though, asked Dr. Hoffman. And we laughed politely. No, said Antonio, but there is one other important part of a traditional Venezuelan birthday. This story begins exactly a year before after I'd complained about Dr. Hoffman's homemade birthday cake to my new colleague Didier while sitting in the crowded canteen one day. You know, Horst is a great boss, but every year he and his wife bake some kind of dark cake with bits of fruit in it. He then brings this soggy thing to work, and we have to pretend we like it. Mais oui, c'est terrible, said Didier, shaking his head. Germans seem to believe that homemade birthday cake is healthier than one you buy from a shop, and that baking the cake somehow makes you morally superior. But in France, we don't want to feel healthier or morally superior. We want to enjoy ourselves. We go to a patisserie and buy little cakes made by an expert. They're put in a beautiful box and tied with a pretty ribbon. Oh, when you eat the cake, ah, oh, it's like a, a little piece of heaven on your tongue. I replied, oh, so that's why Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake. She knew what she was talking about. Didier just smiled. Strangely enough, at the very next meeting, Dr. Hoffman announced that we were going to explore our organization's cultural diversity by celebrating people's birthdays according to their national customs. With staff members in the department representing at least 16 different nationalities, there was sure to be a lot of variety. This was actually quite a good idea, and we learnt a lot. For example, do you know what you do on somebody's birthday in Canada? We didn't either, until it was Mitch McGregor's birthday. He told us that on every birthday when he was a child, his family had tried to put butter on his nose so bad luck wouldn't stick. By the time we'd finished with Mitch, it wasn't just his nose that was covered in butter. Being English meant I had to be given the bumps on my birthday. I was jumped on as I entered the office, pushed over, 
held up by my arms and legs and bumped up and down 35 times, which was quite painful. However, the best birthday celebration was undoubtedly the one that was organised by Antonio for Dr. Hoffman. Antonio was an intern from Venezuela who really enjoyed all the different birthday activities. So he was disappointed that, because he would be staying for only nine months, we were going to miss his celebration. That's too bad, he told us at a staff meeting. Birthdays in Venezuela are something special. Well, Antonio, offered Dr. Hoffman, it's my birthday next month. I don't have to bring my cake. If you want to, you can organise a Venezuelan birthday for me. Antonio immediately became more cheerful and promised he would do his best. He took his task very seriously. The other interns had to learn a special Venezuelan birthday song and often, as I was leaving the office in the evening, I would hear them practising in the conference room. Ay, que noche tan preciosa! They sang repeatedly. Ah, what a beautiful night. Well, I'm glad Horst isn't bringing his soggy cake this year, I said to Didier one day at lunch when we were talking about the celebration. I'm looking forward to his birthday without it. I even found myself softly whistling the song from time to time. Finally, the great day arrived. We all gathered in the conference room. The interns sang their song while Antonio played the guitar. Then he left the room for a moment and returned with an enormous, beautifully decorated cake covered in candles. Ah, no pink dress for me, though, asked Dr. Hoffman, and we laughed politely. No, said Antonio, but there is one other important part of a traditional Venezuelan birthday and putting a hand on the back of Dr. Hoffman's head, he pushed the department manager's face straight into the cake. (gasps) There was a collective gasp, followed by a shocked silence, and the big smile that had been on Antonia's face gradually disappeared. With a squelch, Dr. Hoffman raised his face, wiped cake from his eyes, and picked up a knife. It's a tradition, said poor Antonio. Just just a Venezuelan tradition. He looked as if he were about to cry. Delicious, said Dr. Hoffman. Who'd like a piece? It really was delicious. Later we went to a Latin American bar, drank Cuba Libras, danced salsa, and finished up with tequila shots early in the morning. My hangover the next day was beyond anything I'd ever experienced. I had to take some papers to Dr. Hoffman's office, and I found him holding his head with one hand and shakily trying to pour water into a glass with the other. That was fun last night, said Dr. Hoffman, adding some powder to the water and the rest to his desk. But I think I'll bring my own cake next year. You remember? The soggy one you were complaining about in the canteen. The birthday cake was written for Business Spotlight in 2014. 
Um, and the background of the story has to do with a lot of the work that I've done over the years as an intercultural trainer. And one of the ways to, uh, when you have a group of people from different cultures, to tease out the national characteristics is to look at particular ceremonies um, and a nice easy one to work with, of course, um, are birthdays because birthdays in different cultures are handled very differently. Um, and uh, over the years, I've uh, read about different uh, different types of birthdays and basically I just brought them all together uh, into one story um, because I thought this would be uh, an amusing thing to to play with um, particularly since the uh, apparently uh, the there is this tradition in Venezuela uh, for the person whose birthday it is to have their face pushed into the birthday cake um, and I have to admit, I haven't been to Venezuela, um, but this was reported to me and I did actually look it up a little bit. And apparently this can happen, probably not uh, very often, um, but it happens. So I thought that would be a, an amusing um, aspect to to bring out. Uh, so I've lived in, in various countries around the world. I've lived in Japan. I've lived in Malaysia. I've lived in um, Spain. I've lived in uh, France very briefly um, and in Italy uh, but most of the time and of course in, in Britain um, but most of the time I've lived in Germany. Birthdays are celebrated very differently in, in all of those countries uh, and and one of the things which is very particular to German birthdays um, is the transportation of a cake of some kind or cakes of some kind in big plastic or Tupperware containers from home into the office. And it is very definitely the case that in a German office, it is very much the case that you should bake something yourself um, and bring it in. And you shouldn't go off and buy it from a shop. Somehow buying it from a shop is seen as, yeah, um, not really making enough effort. You're not showing uh, enough uh, you're not showing that you that you care enough about the people um, that you work with if you buy something from a shop. And of course, this is seen very differently in countries like Italy and France, where you can buy these amazing uh, cakes uh, and have them beautifully packaged in wonderful boxes and take them into the office. And to be honest, over the years, I have experienced some pretty dreadful cakes in German offices. also one other reason why I'm particularly fond of this story, uh, which is that I received an email after it was published in Business Spotlight from the European Patent Office. Um, and let me just share what the lady there said. To be honest, she I don't think she was very impressed by she wasn't very impressed by the by the story. So, dear Mr. Schofield, your short story about office birthday parties in the magazine Business Spotlight was recently brought to my attention by some of my colleagues from the European Patent Office in Munich. I am contacting you via the magazine as I cannot find your email address anywhere on your blog, which was referenced in the article. I understand that this is a fictional short story with explanations aiming to improve the reader's English vocabulary, so I am not writing to request a correction. However, 
I wanted to point out that your piece made for rather confusing reading for the staff of the European Patent Office's real office in Brussels, especially as we don't currently have a head of office and were left wondering for a moment whether you knew something we don't. Perhaps next time you could pick a better, truly fictional location. Furthermore, just for your information, the European Patent Office's member states do not include Venezuela. Um, so I think the author was um, a little bit annoyed by my story, um, but uh, I hope uh, that she wasn't too upset. Um, and it made me laugh uh, to have this uh, response to the story. It's always nice when readers write in and say something. Um, and the f even if she uh, was plainly a little bit annoyed with me, uh, I still liked the fact that she interacted with me and uh, let me know what she thought. And um, by the way, uh, and Sophie, if you're listening, yes, I had actually recognised that Venezuela was not in the European Union at the moment. Who knows? Anyway, that's all from me for this time. One other quick shout out to uh, Tama, who wrote to me with a question about Full Moon. I hope, Tama, that my answer was helpful. And also a big thank you to Yulia, uh, Victoria and Lois, who gave me some suggestions for the format um, of this podcast. And I hope that you find the new format is more appropriate. Many thanks to everybody for listening today. And uh, next week, we'll be back again with another short story. And so until next week, this is James Schofield saying take care and goodbye. Please subscribe on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcast or whichever app you use to make sure you never miss an episode. And tell your friends, write an online review or write to me directly at james.rupert.schofield at gmail.com to let me know what you think.